Welcome to the Alloy Personal Training Business Podcast, where we'll share our insights on how to make more money, how to help more people, and how to be a better leader for your business and your community. We've been in this game since 1992, and we'll share our successes and failures along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Rolling. <laughs> What's up, for Good morning, Matt. How are you? <laughs> Great. What's happening? Oh, everything. Nothing and everything all at one time. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to try something new today. Oh, okay. I'm going to allow you to talk more, and I'm going to talk less. Hmm. Well, that's going to be weird. <laughs> and he's Before every podcast, Rick tells me to jump in, or you can talk more. And <laughs> Mark, Matt, how about you talk today? And every work. time he's like, oh, oh, I, I was just like, oh, and I'm like, I'm just like doing that little thing. If you can't well, see me with my hand where I shut it, like shut your mouth. <laughs> oh, okay, Matt, I know how we get started out today. You want to do something different? No. Come on. I just heard about what we were talking about. This actually involves you. Let's do this. You ready? (laughs) I have three questions for you, Matt. Ready? Oh, man, I'm going to fail this. There's not a pass or fail. Is it Step Brothers? It's not. It's not even (laughs) that. It's actually pretty serious. Are you ready? Okay. Question number one. It just came to me. I've seen this done. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Question number one. Are you happy? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Give zero thought to that. I guess that's good, right? What was I supposed to say? I don't know. Just... Are you happy? And that's This it. is how most things go. I'm, you're, I'm telling you what I think you want to hear. No, I want you to tell me the truth. I'm sad. Tell me the truth. <laughs> Are you sad? No. Okay, so you're happy. Yes. What's the source of your happiness? My family. All right. Sounds like a good answer, right? Yeah. Is it true? Absolutely. Okay. I figured it would be. Okay, like three great kids and a great wife. You really do. Were they supposed to say my job? Well, that would have been better. Or maybe. My job. <laughs> don't, don't say it like that. That's worse. <laughs> Okay, so you are happy. Source of ha- happiness is your family. If you had one piece of advice to tell the world, what would it be? Oh, my God. Looks like a simple answer to this piece of advice. Do your job. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Uh, if you can't see, I'm wearing a shirt that says, <laughs> do your job. That does handle it, though. Like, you know, Matt and I were talking about people have asked us because we've got these shirts. And uh, you can go to our gear store and buy one, by the way, hint, hint. But they are pretty dope. And they just say, do your job. And it started out with like, you know, a couple of football coaches like Nick Saban and, you know, Belichick or friends. And they would just say, just do your job, whatever that is. And they're different highlight films of different voice inflections of them screaming it or just saying it calmly. Like, look, man, just do your job. Or, it's like on. our first real product placement. We didn't even plan that. That's real product placement right there, man. We're big time. We are. Well, I was wearing the shirt in Charlotte and um, someone that was waiting tables, two tables over, was like, hey, Belichick, sweet. Just for the shirt. I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's cool. But then we went on to, you know, there was a, a stoic quote that I posted about doing your job, and it's about being like a good citizen. Mm-hmm. And then there was that movie clip yeah. that we looked at today. It was from Denzel Washington, and he was talking about what a father does and because his son was like, you know, you don't like me. And he's like, it's not my job. I don't have to like you, but I'm your dad, and it's my job to provide for you, period. But there's going to be times when I don't like you, which, I mean, everybody has kids. You get that. You don't always want to, you know, it's warm and fuzzies with them. So but your you still, family is you still not show your point up. of happiness? They are the, <laughs> you know, no, I'm just kidding. They are for sure. I think most people would say that. My wife would family, say the animals. The animals, the dogs, it's the pugs. Yeah. Definitely not you. No, <laughs> I know where I stand. All right, let's get to it today. So we're going to do a uh, part one of a two-part series uh, concerning the franchisee journey. And today will be the basically during the sales process, right? Like what happens? What is the overall journey? And this in this two part series, it's going to take you from I'm interested in in buying a franchise all the way through to I've opened my franchise and I'm you know several years down the road. So cool. we're going to try to cover 
you know, what the journey looks like in two part series. So today we'll be, I'm interested in franchising through purchasing, right? Being awarded a franchise. Part two will then be what happens once you sign in the, in the process. And really you can look at this process and I think it makes sense that it's peaks and valleys like anything, right? There's ups and downs in the process. So we're just going to give a high, high level basic um, sort of timeline for the way things work so, and why some things are, you know, again, highlights and some things are valleys. And I think it's just natural human emotion. But understanding these things can really help you as a candidate as you're going in to look at a franchise. What should you expect? Like, what's the flow of information going to look like, right? So for us, it all starts with, okay, you're interested in a, in a franchise. You find an opportunity um, that you think is relevant. You've either been presented this opportunity by a franchise broker based on the lifestyle and the income that you want to make. Or you found, just say you found this franchise, like you found Alloy through organic leads, or you have a friend of a friend who's in the industry, or you have a personal interest in fitness. You think it's a cool space. You understand mm-hmm. that there's, you know, subscription income month over month and the model makes sense, right? Or maybe you have a friend that's invested in fitness, made a lot of money. Yep. It's like awesome. So the first thing is an introductory call. Now, what happens during that call is just, you know, again, from a franchisor standpoint, I'm trying to gauge like why this person's interested in a franchise. Yep. Right. Like who are you and what's your business background? Right. You know, are you an entrepreneur? Are you more of someone who's going to run the play? Are you, you know what I mean? Like, who are you? Mm -hmm. What's your background? How are you coming to this? Why are you interested in fitness in general? And you want to hear like, if there's a reason behind it. Right. Um, And then ultimately, you know, why are you interested in alloy? And, you know, from the candidate standpoint, this is your chance to just get to know the person on the introductory call. What is the franchise all about? What's the opportunity, right? Like is, you know, where is, why is this, you know, concept or brand different than others in the space and or just other investment opportunities in general, right? Does that Um, happen most of the time, just straight into that? What's the, how much am I going to make? Yeah, no, I mean, I think it starts with that too. And all that comes later in the process. But yeah, of course, people are asking you know, what's the investment? Do you, they're asking about the territories like, Hey, I'm in Austin, you know, is that a good city right now? It's really booming. It's like, Oh yeah, hundred percent. We've already run the demos on it. Right. That's a great market. So there's a back and forth on the introductory call, but it's really just to get to know each other to make sure that they understand that there's financial requirements. I mean, I'll give you examples for us. Like sometimes we'll get a candidate on the phone and they're nice folks, but they're maybe coming from the fitness industry and they haven't really amassed a lot of wealth just yet. And so they don't have the net worth and or the liquid capital right. to cover the investment. Mm-hmm. And it seems kind of uh, ruthless and, you know, like, you know, sell it to me and then I'll tell you if I'm qualified. But at the end of the day, like, there's no point in either one of us continuing on sure. with the conversation. It's wasting the candidate's time and the franchise's time if, in fact, they don't, they can't financially qualify, mm-hmm. right? So that's, that typically is happening in the introductory call as well to, to set some expectations, Um also, just to introduce them again, to find out more about them personally, what their ultimate goals are, can the machine and the mechanism and the business model that we have help them reach their goals? Just that high level conversation. That's probably 15 minutes, maybe yeah. max, right? And then after that, we're going to set up a what we call a, an official brand overview. So if you look at peaks and valleys, like introductory call, if it goes well and you're financially qualified, it's usually pretty upbeat. You're like, okay, you know, you're at a five out of 10. It's like, all right, well, this is cool, you know? Then you're going to go and do a brand overview. And the brand overview is really to demonstrate who the brand is. This is more about us, right? We've learned about the candidate in the introductory call to a certain degree. 
they have concerns and questions. We've certainly taken note of those. And then we're going to do the uh, brand overview. And the brand overview is, is going to be, you know, showing the assets of what we have, explaining our backstory. Like for ours, the, one of the things that makes us unique is that we have the licensing business on the back end of it mm-hmm. that we did thousands of clubs with. So it's like, all right, well, then this person's hearing, okay, they're relatively new to franchising, but they've been in the fitness business for 30 years and they've licensed 2000 clubs worldwide. So they're not really new to the fitness business, right? right. They're just new to this franchise structure, but they've worked so closely with it. They hear we've worked with other big franchises mm-hmm. and all these other things. Then we talk about the gap in the market, you know, like, okay, there's a lot of class-based concepts. There's one-on-one training, which isn't scalable, but boy, right in that sweet spot is the right service for the one-on-one training client, but at a better value. And it's actually a scalable business model. Great, right? And there's questions being answered along the way. Like, what about this? What about that? We can show the technology that we have, the app and the other mechanisms we have. You know, we show the fact that, you know, we've, we have a giving structure to our business. Um, that means a lot to a lot of people. Like if we had talked to them in the introductory call and, and you're a candidate and you're like, you know, I really want to make a difference in my community. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm gainfully employed now, but I'm just doing something that doesn't matter. It's like, well, this is very easy to get your head around about how it matters, right? Sure. But then it's also going to be nice to know that, hey, we give away money as part of our structure and we show how that works. Then we talk about like brand awareness, you know, okay, you're new to franchising. Like part of what you might be buying is brand awareness. And we're like, hey, look, we've got people tattoos of our logo on their body. Like how do you get any more loyal to a brand than that, right, than a permanent tattoo? So that all happens in the in the brand overview. Normally that's pretty exciting. You know, yeah. rarely do we get – like if we get through the introductory call and the candidate gets – what they want and they get a good feel for us Mm -hmm. and we think they would be a good candidate then we go to the next step usually after the brand overview it's a it's a high point right because it it, unless we're only showing you you know what we've got the best case scenarios right it's like this is all the assets we have and we've got a really nice package put together so it's like people look at it and it's like that's typically a a real high point now you know and, and some of it also is brand alignment so like like you're getting a sense of like the culture of the business and that's maybe one of the most important things honestly who are the people that are involved in this business? Why did they start it? What are they all about? What are their taglines? You know, what does their social media presence look like? And so, you know, this is a chance to show all that and really show like a, a bit of our culture as yeah. well, which is important. I mean, alignment in the core values and things like that. We hear from candidates often that that is one of the key things because we're in a partnership at the end of the day. Like, mm-hmm. They're an extension of our brand. We're trusting them to take our brand to market and do it justice, make money for them and us. Um, and help a lot of people. And then they're trusting us to provide them with the best vehicle to do so. Right. So, I mean, you do have to be aligned core value. So all that's happening in that call. Now, the next step is, okay, now we have to start getting down to more hard business. So now we're going to have to run, you know, you're, we have to verify your financials that we talked about on the first call. Right. right? So it's like, Oh, you know, okay. So now we're going to have to dig into your financials. It's going to get more personal. Do you have any criminal, you know, issues on, on record? Do you have, you know, things that you don't want us to know, bones in your closet we just need to get all that on the table that's typically more of a lower point right so it's like god this is freaking awesome it's like well let's do some real business right right sort of like looking for a house and that's amazing and then you like gotta go (laughs) gotta fill out your mortgage and you know you're gonna put enough down to to not pay pma and all this just like uh or pmi sorry there's just a lot of stuff going on so financials uh background check and then funding as well so if you're doing like a 401k rollover it robs or you're doing a small an SBA loan, or you're putting an investor together, all that has to be discussed. So that's not necessarily a low point, um, but it's not the sexy fun stuff. Sure. So introductory call, okay, good, you're at a five. Brand overview, you're high, you're at eight. You, mm-hmm. know, you know, 
giving up all your financials. It starts to get real. Right? I'm filling out financial <laughs> right, shit. Yeah. I'm, you know, I'm starting to show, right. you know, what I do. It's like, all right, now I'm back to like a four because I'm starting to panic a little bit. And these are natural emotions, right? It's like you start to assess the risk. You know, if you're like most humans, you go on to Amazon.com and you've got a five-star review, you know, or 4.8 star review, and you're scrolling the 4 million reviews to look for the, you know, the one person that, one? that skewed it to be like, <laughs> why doesn't this person like this? You know? <laughs> I think it's human nature sure. you know, to, to feel safe because people are so worried about making the wrong decision. All humans are, are so worried about making the wrong decision that sometimes they won't make a decision at all. And that's what keeps people sitting in their job for way longer than they should or staying in relationships or whatever. Cause it's like, well, what if I lose out? You know, if I move mm-hmm. here and I lose out, there's that. So a lot of this next stage financials and those things, and we're answering questions along the way. How much do you help with that? Um, not, I mean, we have vendors in the space that can help with like, you know, again, if you're looking at a, a 401k rollover or SBA or something like that, we can help. We're also just kind of giving them pointers like, hey, if you're going to have a partner and they're more than a 20% partner, they're going to have to be included on the franchise document. So that's something to consider. So it's just like going from the sexy, fun, high-level stuff to getting down to nitty-gritty business. Mm-hmm. So typically, it's not like it's not still exciting, but it gets real, right? So yeah. you can see, like, if you're looking at a peaks and valleys, this is kind of bringing us back down to more of a plateau. Then we're going to get on a second call as we're going through those processes, and we're going to show you a performa. Now, we're going we're gonna to show you how to put your numbers into the performa, right? Right which means uh, like we can't populate the performer on your behalf. It's kind of a big no-no in franchising because um, it's sort of a promise of you know success and you really can't do that because everybody can screw it up. You know? But at the end of the day, what you can do is send someone a performa and the what's item seven, which is the investment range, is attached to that sheet. Mm-hmm. So we just basically show them how the sheet works. And then you know based on the assumptions from the, you know, brand overview and like how many members we can hold and what our average return per member is right, that we're claiming play with it they can play with it and they can pr- in pretty short time once they're shown how the cells work and what's going on on the sheet they can back their way into a, a pretty mm-hmm. a pretty good assumption based on what we're claiming and then what they're making with assumptions based on what we've talked about so we send them that that's usually like okay we're coming out all the financials now we look at we send them the performa they build a business plan you know, obviously we're going to say we have a great offer or we wouldn't be coming to market. So if they construct a performer that makes sense, that's going to be a high point. It's like, wait a minute, I can actually do this. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't know if I can say this, but you, you might be successful. You know, it's, like, <laughs> I know, it's so crazy. You guys would laugh if you, if you didn't know much about franchising and you got into it, it's so litigious. I can't even tell somebody that they can be successful. Maybe <laughs> you, you might. might, will I make money? I don't know. <laughs> you might. So, but that's usually a high point because we think our business model is kick ass. So it's like, oh, here's my investment. This could be my return on investment. Sure. Obviously, we like the story or we wouldn't be going to market with a franchise. So it's like, okay, you build that, you build that thing right. You're pretty stoked, right? Then you're going to do some validation. And that means you're more than likely going to want to reach out to a couple of franchisees and just chit chat about their experiences overall. Mm-hmm. Typically, you're going to ask about the things that you're concerned about as a candidate. Like if you're thinking, well, man, opened a business once before and it was really hard to find real estate. What's that process like? Right. And so you'll be asking these candidates about the things that, that you're, that what you're either excited or concerned about. Right? Mm-hmm. And they're going to answer the questions truthfully. Cause they, you know, again, they can tell you whatever they want. Um, whereas we can't tell you anything that's not in our FDD. We can't give you like financials and whatnot, right. but our franchisees can give you everything, mm-hmm. whatever they want to, whatever they choose to. So validation is again, it's a bit of a plateau 
because you have to be careful as a candidate not to just dig for the one or two things. It's like, like you know, we've had people, um, you know, the first franchisee we had, they opened like in the middle of COVID, and boy, did they do well considering the environment, right? But they were busting their butt. You know, they weren't really dividing and conquering. It was more like, okay, we're going to be here all the time because they're super excited about it. So if you'd ask them in the first six months, how's it going? They're like, we're working our butts off. Like, this is really hard work. Well, if you're an investor who never plans on going in there, you just have to keep in mind, like, that's not you. These are owner-operators, right? And, of course, they're busting their butt. They want it to be successful, and they've done a great job. Right, it's yeah. like, that should be a good expectation, right? So, again, it's like how you hear the things that you hear. We try not to overcoach. We don't coach our franchisees at all, and we try not to overcoach the candidate on what to ask. It's just like, or if they're like, hey, I'm concerned about these things, it's like, well, ask those things. Yeah, just keep it real. Yeah, we're, yeah, exactly, keeping it real. And then lastly, and that's more of a plateau, so you, you know, and then lastly, we've got the signing of the franchise agreement. And so right up to signing, it's like pulling the financials together, you know, you're filling out the franchise agreement, and then you're wiring over some money. And it's a, you know, for most people, it's a substantial chunk of change. You know, I mean, it's, it's nothing, nothing to, you know, sniff at. So it's like, well, is that a peak or a valley? I think right up to it. I think you've got the, the butterflies and the nerves of like, I'm about to commit to this thing. But as you know, once you sign it and you've made the commitment, you're pretty freaking excited because oh, yeah. I mean, by this point, we're talking about, you know, four to six weeks, you know, of looking at everything you can. By the way, during that time, we have like a podcast, like what we're doing right now is really built to, to help us, you know, explain what franchise opportunities are out there. And we can demonstrate through the podcast. If we're talking to a candidate that has concerns about a specific thing, we can send them one of the podcasts. So just as a heads up, whoever listens to this, you know, there's a couple of purposes. Like we like to sit down and, and articulate ideas, but we're also typically, you know, making content that would be relevant to potential franchisees. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so we're sending them podcasts. They're consuming all of our uh, content online. We've got all these blog posts and articles about the franchise industry. And typically candidates are deep diving all of that during this whole process. So you get to the end. It's like, wow, you, you have an assumption on the financials. And if you did your performer, right, you have a decent assumption on that. You know about the brand, right? You've talked to me probably, you've probably done the CEO call and I've asked you some really hard questions about why you're getting into this business. And, okay. You've passed apparently. So where did this last moment, it's just that last moment of wiring over that big chunk of change. In a lot of ways it can be a relief because it's like, okay, finally you, right, you, now we're going, baby. cognitive dissonance oh, yeah. is relieved. I'm going, it's on game on sign it. And you know, when you sign it and we send you back these congratulation emails and people on the team are patting you on the back, that's an ultimate high. Hell yeah. And that's the best time. You know, you will hear people telling other people like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to my friends. They're going to want to invest. And you know, it's like anytime you do that or you buy a new car, it's like, it's never more exciting than right then. Right. right. Now we come back for part two, we'll pick up with like, all right, now you've signed now what, and we're going to walk you through like securing real estate, building out, um, grand opening. And you know, again, the peaks and valleys, because that's not an easy process. So we've got it about as buttoned up as you can, but it's still peaks and valleys. It's like anything in life, right? So we're going to walk you through what that looks like. And by the time that we finish part two, I hopefully you guys have a really good idea of what it feels like all the way through to like three or four years down the road. Yeah. It's so, great stuff. Sound good? Yeah. I feel like I was a great listener today. <laughs> you were. And you you had some really good I answers. I fulfilled about my how, promise. At least I know that you're happy <laughs> and that it's your family that's your source of happiness and that your advice to the world would be just do your job. <laughs> all right. I'll see you next time. Peace. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, check us out at AlloyFranchise.com for more information on the Alloy systems. Also, leave us a five-star review so we can spread the good word and help more people.